At the Commonwealth Policy Foundation, we try to approach the issues of life, marriage, religious liberty, and fiscal integrity from a biblical perspective that promotes thoughtfulness and kindness. We work with political leaders and concerned citizens from all across the state. To stay informed, visit CommonwealthMatters.org and sign up for our e-newsletter. The Commonwealth Policy Foundation is a nonprofit organization that only exists because of friends like you. Thanks for tuning in to the Commonwealth Matters. Welcome to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm your host, Richard Nelson. Thank you so much for joining us. With me on the program is Ron Hicks. And Ron, we're going to talk about uh, Independence Day, the Declaration of Independence and what the Founding Fathers did 243 years ago. And off the air, I was just talking to you about how excited Mm -hmm. I get when I think about what we have in this nation, how we're blessed in so many ways. And I don't know if you can really appreciate it until you travel abroad and see how most of the world lives, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, the religious freedom or their political freedom or just their economic conditions. Yes. I was in Haiti just a couple years ago on a mission trip, and I didn't realize uh, what true poverty is like right. and what a nation is like without infrastructure and what a nation is like without the rule of law. And Haiti is a, is, is a very difficult place, but there are other places like that as well. Well, and not only that, but, but the, you don't appreciate, uh, you know, often we, we joke about the idea of, you know, politicians. You can tell, you know, the, the story is how do you know whether a politician is lying because his lips are moving. We, we, we kind of joke around that. But, but you realize when you go to a foreign country, sometimes the absolute lawlessness, uh, the, the, there's no rule of law for elected officials, uh, and so they're corrupt. They, yeah. And yeah. so you realize the United States does have a system of checks and balances, and that's why we are so functional in our dysfunction. We do. And, you know, you know you're right. We have imperfections. We have flaws. We've made a lot of mistakes. But one of the things that our founding fathers got right was part of our true nature. Uh, human nature is corrupt were sinful. And because of that, they put it in a system of checks and balances mm-hmm. uh, in our Constitution. But getting even before that, getting to the Declaration of Independence, which we're going to celebrate uh, this week on yeah. July 4th, 1776, 56 representatives from the colonies came together and they crafted this document, our founding political document, which uh, acknowledges that our rights come from God. Mm-hmm. He endows us with, creates us equally. But then the purpose of government is to secure our yes. inalienable rights. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful document. And yeah, I want to read just a, a little bit yeah, yeah. from this. Mm-hmm. It, it starts out by saying this. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to separation. And uh, beautiful language Mm -hmm. that uh, sets up their uh, rationale for uh, separating from England. I'm reminded of that phrase, by the way, that line out of the movie National Treasure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have seen that, but Nicholas Cage. Yes. Uh-huh. They, of course, they they steal the Declaration of Independence because there's a map on the back <laughs> yeah, that leads to this man, great treasure, right. and uh-huh. it's a pretty. It was actually a good movie. Uh-huh. But uh, after he reads that first line, Nicholas Cage says, "People don't talk like that anymore," Mm-mm. and they don't. But nor do they. Th- think like that. That's the whole thing, yeah. Um, Ron, I was in Washington, D.C. last week, and I had a chance to see, visit the National Archives 
and to actually see the Declaration of Independence in person. And uh, now, it was a dimly lit rotunda. Um, there were other historical documents around. No f- uh, flashes. There were you couldn't take your cell phone out at all. The reason why is because that damages the actual mm-hmm. document. But when I looked at it, uh, it was very difficult to see because a lot of it's washed out. The uh, the the ink is is wearing mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And I got to reflecting after some time after that that you know the actual document itself. It's two hundred forty three years old. But just as it's fading, our memory is fading yeah. of what it means, mm-hmm. what it says, and what we have here in this country. Well, it, we hold these truths to be self-evident, yeah. that all men are created equal. They are endowed by the Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We are getting more and more where we want our government, when I say we, co- you know, collectively, uh, we want to say to our government, um, you decide for me. You, you here, let's, let's send, you know, and, and we have some people, their political mindset is you send us your money because we don't think you have enough sense to be able to manage your money. So you send it to us, we'll figure out how it's distributed. So Mm -hmm. we're going to take your inalienable rights, inalienable rights, and uh, and we're going to decide what's going to make you happy, what's going to give you life and all the rest of that. I'm for government being small. Yeah. Uh, not large, that way I can exercise my rights and live as a free man. That's right. And what the founding fathers observed throughout history was that governments became large and expansive and Mm -hmm. encroaching on individual liberty. Mm -hmm. And what our founders did is they wanted to temper government. What led them to that was because King George was stepping on their rights. He was violating the rule of law. And they pushed back and they said, you know, King, you have uh, you're holding trials without juries. You're depriving us of our rights. You're taking our property. There were 27 different abuses there that they had outlined, but they pushed back and against the big, heavy-handed government. And we've forgotten that mm-hmm. we're going back to the place where we want government to provide for us. You were talking about really retirement. We mm-hmm. have something called Social Security. Mm-hmm. We have government-provided health care. It's called there's Medicare. There's Medicaid. But there's a big push now. If you listen to the presidential debates, they're pushing for uh, nationalized health care. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's one candidate uh, that's pushing against any uh, private insurance, and they're saying the government should just provide it all. Well, and the crazy thing is, what does the government sell? How does the government make its money? It's a monopoly. Right? Absolutely. And and so the government doesn't be, it can't finance anything unless they get the money from from us, the citizens. And so when they use terms like free universal health care, free college, yeah. free, it's not free. Yeah. It, it's free to you, yeah. but it's on the backs of hardworking folks. I want to I want to decide how I spend my money, Richard. Yeah. It, if I'm going to take you out to lunch or if you want to take me out to lunch. I'm open should, to that, by the way. Hey, if you we're going to do that. Home. I'm going to hold you to that. But really, <laughs> I, I want to be able to decide where my money goes, how yeah. it works, what, what ministries that I finance yeah. and what ministries I don't. Yeah. And when the government gets involved and is taking more of your resources, you're limited. You mm-hmm. cannot oh, yeah. help as much as you no. want. In fact, not just that, but you're spending your time just to serve the government. When the more the government gets involved with. You're starting to make me angry. Hey, we're <laughs> starting, no, but quite frankly, about we, it, right. we sound like a couple of revolutionaries <laughs> around this, these microphones, <laughs> right. really. But you and I both love this country. Let's get back to that. We love the idea of freedom. We love the idea that we have uh, opportunity. We can 
create our own wealth. We can spend our own wealth. Yes. But there's something that's crept into our politics in the last generation or so. And maybe it's been around for a lot longer than that. But it just wasn't as popular. Yeah, yeah well, mm-hmm. and it's this politics of envy, this politics. Well, if the rich have theirs, it must be because they were crooked and they stole or took advantage of people. That may or may not be the case. But what we have is if somebody has been wronged, we have the rule of law. There are courts to go through a process by which to redress the grievances. Uh, We don't have a government that says, I'm going to provide everything for you. We're going to provide housing. We're going to provide health care. We're going to provide education. We do not have that kind of government. Now, there are countries that have those kind of governments. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're not the kind of governments that we, that we have here in this right. country. Those aren't free countries. Absolutely right. right. Hey, Ron, we, uh, we need to take a quick break. Sure. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Commonwealth Matters, and we're talking about Independence Day and what makes the United States different from other countries. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, how to, uh, the cost of the freedom. And this is going to be a challenging segment coming up. What did it cost to Uh, gain the freedom that we have today. So stick with us, and we'll be right back in a minute. Hi, this is Richard Nelson with the Commonwealth Policy Foundation, and I want to thank you for listening to the Commonwealth Matters. Our goal is to help you better understand the important issues of the day, the issues of life, marriage, and religious liberty. But that isn't all we do. The Commonwealth Policy Foundation is working to educate legislators and policymakers about these bedrock values so they can defend them while serving in Frankfurt. We are in regular conversations with state leaders on both sides of the aisle, encouraging them to uphold what Kentuckians like you value. But we need your help. The Commonwealth Policy Foundation is a nonprofit group that only exists by the grace of God and the generosity of its donors. Would you consider a donation today to the Commonwealth Policy Foundation so that our work might continue? Please visit our website at commonwealthpolicyfoundation.org. There you'll find some easy ways you can help us accomplish this important work. Again, go to CommonwealthPolicyFoundation.org and consider a gift today. And thanks in advance for any help you can offer. Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm Richard Nelson, and we are talking about Independence Day. And with me is Ron Hicks. Ron, what did it cost our Mm. nation to gain its independence? What was the price that was paid? We think of the word freedom, the word free is in there, but is it really free? No. Um, There are men and women throughout the generations who have fought and paid the ultimate sacrifice. They shed their blood. Uh, so that you and I would have the freedom, the, the freedom of speech, that you and I could share our opinions and, and people uh, have their freedom to be able to tune in or tune out, uh, you know, to, to our commentary. Um, uh, it, 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 it is free. I'm, the scriptures say 
Jesus said, the greater love hath no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friend. Now, he was referring to himself, that he was going to lay down his life. You know, the Bible says there is no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood. Yeah. So he, uh, he was saying, I'm going to shed my blood so that you could be free from your sin. And we can take that same biblical principle and, and say there are men and women who th- through the generations have considered people they've never met on other sides of the country they consider them to be their friends, yeah. and they lay down their life so that those friends and their ancestors, their their children, their lineage, could live in a free land. And that's why when it comes to election time, you and I have talked before, I believe when people don't vote, they dishonor, and these might sound like harsh words, but I believe it with all my heart, they dishonor the lives of those people who have fought and died to give us that freedom. And I, I say that out loud to my church, that do not come to me and boast and some people do it. Oh, I've never voted because I say what I will say next will offend you. <laughs> I mean, really, I think they dishonor the sacrifice that has been paid uh, well, to Ron, give us the right. Ron, you make a good point that our freedom was bought with a price. The signers of the Declaration of Independence were committing high treason. When yes. they signed their names mm-hmm. on that document, they were challenging King George. And the idea in the 18th century was that uh, the divine right of kings. The kings were appointed by God. Oh, yeah. And that mm-hmm. they could do whatever they wanted, essentially, like a blank mm-hmm. check. Mm-hmm. And the founders pushed against that because they knew that there was equal dignity, equal value, mm-hmm. equal worth among all human beings. They also understood that there's something called the rule of law that, yes, God puts people in office, He put the king in office, but the king is accountable to God, and the king could not overstep his boundaries. Uh, and the founding fathers recognized that. They pushed against his absolute authority, the idea of absolute authority, and they put their lives on the lines. They sacrificed their lives, or they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have the uh, revolutionaries, the Minutemen, who uh, stood their ground in Lexington and in Concord and they fought against the, 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 the greatest army in the world, mm-hmm. professional army um, with the latest technology, the best generals. But what they didn't have was this desire of freedom. The British did not have this desire. They were simply following orders. They were mm-hmm. simply to subdue the colonies. But the colonists were fighting for something bigger. They were fighting, they were fighting for their lives. They were I mean, fighting literally for, for, their, for their lives yeah. and their way of life. Yeah. I mean, they, they enjoyed freedom for generations, mm-hmm. religious freedom, political freedom. They governed themselves for the most mm-hmm. part. But when King George stepped in and started violating, in fact, the, the declaration says this. Here, here are a couple of things that we forget mm-hmm. that it says this. The king has refused to assent to the laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public of good. Uh, again, it goes on, King George has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance. He's refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people. He's called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records. He's dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasion of the rights of the people. Uh, let's well, see. and people would say today, as you're as you're reading these things, people say, "What what does that have to do with me?" Two hundred and nearly fifty years later, well, if we don't, if we're not aware of history, we're 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 bound to repeat it. Right. And so, when we allow our governmental system to be able to dictate to us, uh, the, it's a government for the people by the people. We tell the government what to do, not the other way around. 
That's right. It's the idea of government by the consent mm-hmm. of the governed. But here's the thing where we do not maintain our freedom and hold a check on the government, we will lose our freedom. If you care, oh, yeah. let's just put this in practical terms. Mm-hmm. If you care about the ability to uh, pursue your calling in life, to, to pr- start a business, um, you need to be willing to defend the, that ability, that freedom to do it. And, and here's in contrast with other countries, Ron, where uh, you don't have that freedom. Mm-hmm. There's some countries, communist countries, that will determine we, we need so many workers in this business. Mm-hmm. If you want to start your own business, no, no you're yeah. not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's certain businesses that are just flat out outlawed in mm-hmm, some countries mm-hmm. because it could be considered a threat to the government. And I think of uh, news media outlets. Oh, yeah. That's a business. Yeah. That's an industry. Oh, absolutely. But in much of the world, you do not have that freedom Mm-mm. to start up your own news outlet. If you were in China, if you were in North Korea, if you were in parts of the Middle East, you do not have freedom to be a journalist or to have a news uh, media outlet. Uh, so if we care about the freedom to pursue our God-given calling, mm-hmm. then we need to be willing to maintain that freedom. Absolutely. That means you push against the government sure. that has unreasonable restrictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, there are a lot of different roadblocks, I guess, that can be put in place to, to restrict our freedom. Did you ever go to a circus when you were a little kid? Yeah. I was enamored by the circus. I wanted to be a professional circus clown when I was, I kid you not. I wanted to go to the Ringling Brothers, Barnum Bailey, Sir Clown College. Ron, I, I, have that surprise time, you? I have a hard time seeing you with clown makeup and the big hair. And well, the I was a sad face clown. I really did that. But, but um, you know, nowadays laws have changed, but, but they, they would, an elephant was secured with a chain around one foot. Yeah. And and often a very small chain because as a small elephant they would chain an elephant up with a huge logging chain, yeah. and the, the baby elephant didn't have the force to be able to pull it. Well, as the elephant got bigger and bigger and bigger, it was just they they realized uh, it, they remembered as a child I was chained up, and so you look at an elephant and you realize there's a little stake in the ground with yeah. a little rope that's attaching it. Well, the elephant doesn't realize because he has been limited for so long. He doesn't realize that with one pull. He could be free. Yeah. And so I, I think that's we get that way as a country. We we don't realize until it's too late that mm. that that we're chained and we're not chained by anything that's that's but, but ourselves. Yeah. So that elephant is the only reason he's staying there is because he wants to. He thinks that he's bound by that chain, but he's not. That's so we need to make sure that we're not bound by our government and, and, and our freedoms are taken away without us knowing it. That's a good word. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a minute. At the Commonwealth Policy Foundation, we try to approach the issues of life, marriage, religious liberty, and fiscal integrity from a biblical perspective that promotes thoughtfulness and kindness. We work with political leaders and concerned citizens from all across the state. To stay informed, visit CommonwealthMatters.org and sign up for our e-newsletter. The Commonwealth Policy Foundation is a nonprofit organization that only exists because of friends like you. Thanks for tuning in to The Commonwealth Matters. Welcome back to The Commonwealth Matters. I'm Richard Nelson here with Ron Hicks, and we are talking about Independence Day. And Ron, 
just before the break, we were talking about the cost of freedom, mm-hmm. how much sacrifice, how much blood, sweat, and tears right. our founding fathers and mm-hmm. the revolutionaries put into preserving or just really securing our liberty and our freedom. But I want to pivot over to what does it cost to maintain our freedom? I mean, wow. can we just be on cruise control and coast through life, uh, expecting that the freedom will still be there for us. Well, how does that work with dieting? Do you just eat anything <laughs> you want and maintain? And I realize I'm meddling now because I have mm-hmm. a big jar of <laughs> jelly beans on my desk. So eating some of those too. <laughs> um, but but uh, anything that's worth having is worth working yeah. at, you know. And and so um, uh, freedom. You know, men and women, as we talked about before, have paid the ultimate sacrifice. Have died. Yeah. Um, you know the movie Tom Hanks made about uh, about uh, World War Two or Saving D-Day. Private Ryan. Well, it's it's not. I was thinking there's a documentary, but I might be thinking. Of, anyway, a lot of a lot of guys on D Day who've seen. Yeah. yeah, it was Saving Private Ryan. They saw that and they said that was so realistic they had trouble watching it. If you've oh, watched man. that and you realize the carnage that happened, and, but these young men, many at nineteen years old. Um, they're not fighting for medals. They're not fighting. They're realizing mom and dad, uh, my sweetheart back home, are counting on me to keep these evil people over here yeah. and not over there. And and many, many American soldiers were buried in lands far away, and their their remains are still there because they paid the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. Um, if if that is not is if that's not remembered, and if we don't keep our government in check, we're bound to have to, we're, well, we're going to lose it all. And mm-hmm. so I think uh, staying diligent, just like you exercise your body, just like you watch what you eat to maintain your weight, we have got to keep an eye on our government. We've got to make sure, uh, not just assuming they're corrupt, but making sure that they are truly representing uh, our wishes. Not their wishes, not to advance their own agenda or their own pocket, but truly um, you know, ask us as their, their constituents what it is that we want, how, what direction do we want our, our country to go yeah. in? I think it was Edmund Burke who said that eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. That means that we've got to be vigilant. We need to keep an eye on our government. We need to follow the issues. We need to be aware of what's going on. And when they encroach, when they step into our realm of freedom, then we need to push back. If a people intends to remain free, it must be watchful. It yes. must be involved with government. It must, hey, Ron, there are people listening right now that might feel called to run for office. I mm-hmm. encourage them to look at that. If you love this country, if you love your community, uh, and if you're grounded in the principles of America's founding, we need you to serve in office. Yes. And it may not be easy. It may put you out of your comfort zone. Uh, you may get attacked. But if good people do not stand up and run for office, then we can't expect to have good government. No. We can't expect somebody to preserve our freedom for us. Listen to what Abraham Kuyper said. Abraham Kuyper, uh, a pacifist, he was a, a pastor, he was a, um, a theologian, he was an elected official. Um, he says this, when principles that run against your deepest convictions begin to win the day, then battle is your calling and peace has become sin. You must, at the dearest, at the price of dearest peace, lay your convictions bare before friend and enemy with all the fire of your faith. Wow. This is coming from a man who espoused peace, who was not a revolutionary in the event of taking up arms. He's not talking about, he's not talking about rising up arms against the country, but he's saying if a government goes in a direction other than what your convictions are and you remain silent, 
you are just as much at fault as the those folks who are taking the government in the wrong direction. Yeah. If you do not lay your convictions bare before a friend and enemy, then 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 you are sinning. Yeah. So, Ron, what are some? And I appreciate that Abraham Kuyper is one of my heroes. Yeah, he yeah. he uh, was very uh, talented and gifted, mm-hmm. and uh, had a biblical worldview, truly biblical worldview that he helped to shape shape the Netherlands with. But uh, so if we're to take this practically and, and, and boil this down to a practical level, as far as how to maintain our freedom, what are some practical things that you think that we could do as Americans to maintain our freedom? We alluded to some of those a little mm-hmm. while ago, but what, what can we do as we celebrate our nation's 243rd birthday? Mm-hmm. How do we maintain this freedom? If if individually, if we've been lax, if you have in the past not kept up with elections, if you not participated, there's no d- daylight today. Find out who your representatives are. Find out who yeah. in 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 this in the city. Find out who your city councilman is, who your magistrate is in the county. Find out who your uh, representatives are, and and get their phone numbers. Yeah. Um, uh, contact their office. Ask if they have newsletters. If you can get on their mailing list, many of them want to to let folks know uh, what's going on. They can also contact your organization, other yeah. organizations like you. If anybody should happen to be uh, hearing this program outside of the state of Kentucky, every state has groups that are like yours, the Commonwealth Policy, where you guys keep an eye on what's going on and help us to understand what our lawmakers are doing and how it affects family values, biblical values, and those sort of things. And so I've gotten alerts from you guys all the time saying, hey, here's a House bill, here's a Senate bill. Um, Call your elected officials, tell them how you feel. You don't tell me how to think, Mm -hmm. but you say this is what's going on, and and your elected officials need to know. So find out who your official is, find out the phone number, call them, and just say, hey, I want my elected official to vote this way or to vote that way. Put me on your mailing list. That's that's one thing. Second thing is, when there's election time, yeah. educate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. When people study more about what kind of car they're going to buy or what kind of refrigerator they're going to buy, I mean, people will get Consumer Report and all these things, get on the Internet, ask their friends. But then when we pick people to run our government, oh, we're just like, oh, let's say I'll pick this guy. I like yeah. his name or yeah. I love this person's commercial. We don't research it. It's it's very simple. So knowing who's on the ballot when there's an election, and by yes. the way, there's a major election in Kentucky this year, November mm-hmm. the 5th, we're mm-hmm. going to elect our constitutional officers. Yes. All the way from governor down to state auditor mm-hmm. will be on the ballot. And I think last you, time there was a whopping 13% or 16% of It's very of low. It is, in the primary, it was under 20% in the primary. In the primary, About right. one out of five eligible voters mm-hmm. bothered to turn out in the general election. It's probably going to be in the 30% range, but still, that's very few people that are bothering to go out to vote to elect very important people that are going to serve. Seven out of every 10 say, no, this isn't anything that's important to me. Yeah. That's ridiculous, isn't it? It, it is, and it makes me sad when you mm-hmm. consider the freedom that we have and, and what we're blessed with here in this country. So, Ron, we're running out of time, oh, but I just want to recap. Uh, educate yourself educate. about who your elected representatives mm-hmm. are, Number two, understand the issues. (laughs) Educate and communicate. That's right. Mm -hmm. So once you get their phone number or Mm -hmm. or email, communicate with them. Mm -hmm. But find out the issues. Know what's going on. And then when it comes election time, know who the candidates are, where they stand on the issues. And then the fourth thing, make sure you get out and vote. And and vote your values. Freedom was bought with a price. A high price was paid by Mm -hmm. many men and women. And if we're going to preserve and protect our freedom... We need to be involved. Amen. We need to re-engage. That's right. God bless you, Ron. Thank you, buddy. All right.